Thanksgiving Day starting lineup. Due to the seclusion, holidays had a way of siphoning out the madness. Thanksgiving would be one of the first. We needed to bring in help for this. Vice, who was on break from Montana State several hours away, picked up a ride over to Whitefish. Andy's recollection of the coming days best documents the chaos. We went to the pin and queue to wait for Vice. I didn't feel like bowling. He's the same jerk. I say jerk in the friendliest way possible. We got back to the cabin and headed out for a small night hike up to Kim's Point. The path was visible due to the full moon reflecting light on the clouds and the snow on the trees. Looking out at the hazy valley, Vice told us stories in the silence that was occasionally broken by the distant rumbling of a train. He claims to have a bunch of girls after him, but I believe him. Why not believe him? We headed over to the ski hill with the intent to run down it peacefully. I'll just say that Vice has only been here for a few hours, and I already have a huge gash on my left hand and Brad has a bad limp. It must have been a dandy of a sight to see as the three of us came to a tumbling halt at the foot of the hill. He wants to do it again tomorrow. I admit that it was a memorable experience, but I'll stick to running down it by myself. Calms, 11, 23, 99. We were all tumbling down that steep and snowy ski hill, but Andy and I received the worst of it. Laughing muscles were exercised. The run-versus-walk controversy proved yet again to be in my favor. It only cost me a busted-up knee to prove my point. The day started with blood running from my nose due to a skirmish with Vice, but soon he had blood running from his mouth, so we're even. Brad and Vice discussed the idea of putting on a three-man play for no audience. I suggested to each write down a bunch of topics, then put them in a hat and each draw one. I drew one of Brad's. Can invisible people masturbate? We plan to read them tomorrow night, but we won't be reading our own. We bundled up and headed to the train tracks with the intent to get beyond the bolted iron gate of the abandoned tunnel. We spent a long time unscrewing six bolts, but the gate still didn't come free from the cement. In a final effort, I tried to wedge myself in through the top, but it was too narrow. When we were about to leave in disgust, Vice asked me if I think I can fit through a gap near the bottom. I slid through easily. Vice and Brad followed not so easily. We then embarked on a memorable adventure into the pitch darkness of the tunnel without a flashlight. We made it safely to the other side, then attempted to play tricks on each other on the way back. Nobody succeeded in scaring the others. Calms, 11, 24, 99. What a sick idea for a fake speech. What kind of shameful person would write that down? When that first Thanksgiving feast took place back in 1621, Neither Governor Bradford nor the great Wampanoag Chief Massasoit predicted their celebration would morph throughout time. A new country became born a century later, and inevitably, the celebration would earn recognition as a national holiday. So much so that a giant parade, littered with flying cartoons, became synergistic with the day. The bad boys of Plymouth wished that it had ended there. Happy Thanksgiving! Vice talks in his sleep. I'm back in my room tonight while he's sleeping upstairs. Brad and Vice prepared the feast today while I laid upstairs and continued reading Ender's game. They moved the table in front of the wood burner, then came upstairs and we silently prayed. Then Brad introduced us like a sports announcer as we approached the table. It was hilarious. When I went to introduce him, I couldn't think of anything to say, so I just said, And now, Brad. I should have went on about how he cooked the food and about his Indian heritage, but I froze. Oh well, the food was great. 
After we ate, we talked about our favorite Lisk memories, and then I went back upstairs to read while they cleaned up. Should I feel bad? I don't. I took a nap, but was awakened by Vice's knee in my kidney. We went for a night hike in the snow slash drizzle. We walked in the pitch blackness until our eyes could see the white road. Brad read my speech over the balcony first thing today. Vice made sure to say, oh geez, a few times, but overall it got a good response. Neither of them wrote one. When we got back from the night hike, Brad resumed his position on the balcony and read from a horror stories book, but it was stupid, so he stayed by the stove for a long time and reminisced. I look forward to one day reminiscing about falling down the ski hill or breaking into the tunnel or whatever happens tomorrow. Calms, 11:25:99. It is plausible to suggest that no other Thanksgiving, going back to its ceremonial origins, contained a segment that so adequately paid homage to the extensivity of the lavish meal. A feast overflowing with turkey, stuffing, cornbread, rolls, cranberry sauce, mashed potatoes and gravy, garlic corn and pumpkin pie warrants a matching introduction to the table. For each of the dinner participants to be announced to their seats by having their names called out as if pilgrimage starters in the NBA Finals, a motif that awaits widespread adoption across the states. I woke up at 2 p.m. to Vice not giving me crap, but actually bringing me breakfast in bed. Three delicious pancakes. We all sat around the table in front of the stove and played Clue, then bundled up and headed down to Murray Lake. When we got there, the stars had become visible, so we laid in the snow and gazed. There was a strange flash that lit up the whole sky, and it didn't look like lightning. That was weird. After an uncontrolled laughter spell, we walked back through the snow. Once again, we sat by the stove and reminisced. I finished this peaceful day by finishing my letter to Matt. He's a quarter of a century old today. Vice leaves in the morning. Calms, 11 99 That would conclude the only guess during that entire time at the cabin. And if that mysterious flash was a UFO, then the entity must have been frightened by the maniacal laughter we exhibited. There can be no alien in any galaxy that would probe three insane men such as us. They go for the low-hanging fruit. Sane people are far safer subjects.